0: This is the Get A Life Podcast, X-Cult Conversations. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, Today we have actually a really important podcast that we've been wanting and working on for quite a while and talking to um, teachers and principals that have landed in our inboxes. And we're going to shed some light on one school global that's the the schooling system that is inside the pbcc um first of all i just kind of want to clear up some um messages that kind of come my way and i think the biggest thing that the reason why we pick apart and put everything down for everybody to see did you see that my plant just (laughs) fell over
1: (laughs) I saw something move I was like (laughs)
0: that's my dog that's my I hang
2: on just just explain (sighs)
0: Uh,
2: sorry my dog knocked over my plant and it's
0: one of my like favorite plants so I had to I had to pause and (laughs) go rescue it anyhow
3: retrieve her weeds <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyhow um so what i was what i was saying is i just wanted to clear some air about some stuff that landed in, in my inbox and um we understand that um hypocrisy and i mean it happens everywhere right we we don't we were not we're not blind to that the reason why we are kind of expanding, putting something on the plate on our plate, and really pulling it apart and, and talking about it, is because the PBCC they are very much bound to their separation rule, and they with- they're withdrawing from evil. And the reason why we come in and we really allow the listeners and viewers an inside um, look at the hypocrisy of that is because of this rule that they live by. So as we go into to the one school global um, stories, we understand that bullying happens in every school system. The reason why we're exploited in this here is because they're trying to, they're proclaiming that they're keeping the children from this kind of stuff, yet it's just as rampant and is in there, if not more. Than in any other school system, so it is one of the biggest things that I just kind of wanted to clear up. That we understand this stuff happens throughout the world. Um, we are just choosing to let the listeners and viewers know that these people claim to not have this kind of stuff inside there, and that's why we are we're showing them where it is. Um, yep. So with that, we have we have a recording from um, their Strive Twenty Three. Seminar that they had a while back and it's to do with one school global and we're going to play that for you. Some of you might find it boring, but that's okay. It's we're playing it to, um, for the reason inside it, they talk about this new, um, anti-bullying program that they're installing. And so we are giving the listeners an inside, um, look Mm. at what they came across in strive 23 for their one school global for 2023. Um, does there is this the ask?
1: real voice of Bruce Hales?
0: It's not. It's not Bruce Hales. Um, it's not. Um, okay. It's, who that, is
1: it?
3: Um, it's David real... Haney from Armadale.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: But you have to understand. So uh, Gareth Hales was a part of this. I think Dean Hales was a part of this. Wasn't he? Oh, and um, John Anderson. Yeah. 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 So they yeah. were all, they were all there. It just, there was other people that took different sectors of the Strive 23 So, um, I'm going to play this for you guys.
4: Students that have just finished for supporting them through their schooling journey. So we're now listening to Mr. David Heaney from Marmadale and Mr. Mick Wilson from Camden that are going to give us an update on One School Global. Thanks,
5: David. On behalf of the students and staff and our volunteers, everyone at One School is incredibly thankful for the investment that is made in the school from enterprises, business, and individuals within the ecosystem. Just add to your reference, Mark, as to contributing to the economy. We had that recent reference as to what a wonderful service to run a bus we have 693 buses globally so morning and evening we have 700 volunteers moving transferring precious cargo good number today we want to highlight how one school is working to ensure that the investment is paying dividends for our students and our community into the future and highlight the dividends it's paying right now Share with us the focus of 2023, Nick. Thanks, Dave. So, 2023, we'll be
4: striving to improve culture on campus. In 2022, our focus was all about the attraction, retention, and development of staff. That's an ongoing challenge because there's an industry-wide shortage of good teachers. But when it comes to uh, job satisfaction, whilst we're doing everything we can to improve paying condition for teachers, We know that it's the small things that we put down to culture that can make an outsized difference. So that could just be the parent that reaches out to a teacher to thank them for going the extra mile, or the student that responds positively to some constructive criticism. But one thing we do know, Dave, is that if teachers feel highly valued, they'll be far more motivated, far more energized to put everything they can into their lessons, to get everything they can out of their students. You've been to a lot of campuses globally. Please tell us what good culture looks like on
5: campus. Well, some points are that parents are supportive of students and teachers and the campus administrators. And also that parents are engaged with students and with the operations of the school. (laughs) Student attendance is high. Academic results get stronger. A good example of culture You have a group of students supporting one another, you get healthy competition, peer support. That's a good cohort. So there'd be room for improvement in all the campuses. Absolutely, Mick. That's what we're
4: striving for in 2023. I will note we have seen campuses turn around from not so good culture to good culture in six months by applying some of these principles. Yeah, very good. And uh, one of the programs that we'll be using to strive for better culture in 2023 is Operation Elevate that's all about one global school with one global standard. So that could be one standard in uh, behaviour, one standard in facility management, one standard in punctuality. We've already kicked this off with an anti-bullying program. We could move to things as simple as like uniform consistency. But Dave, tell us about how we're going to measure good culture in 2023. Well, we measure all sorts of things at OSG.
5: For example, we measure the the number of minutes spent on Zoom lessons. This past year, it's over 1.9 million hours of of time spent with 264,000 Zoom lessons. Another measure is we do 11 million kilometres in our buses each year. That's 28 trips to the moon. (laughs) But there's three key areas we're measuring around culture. It's difficult to measure but we can determine our culture is growing. Firstly, parent support and engagement. Secondly, student attendance, and thirdly, student achievement. The three measures will be able to viewed globally, broken down into region and campus doing, enable us to see where there is strong performance and where we need improvement. The way we measure parent and student engagement, as you can see on the screen, is by parent logins to Streamline 3. As a parent, one way you can support one school is ultimately your child's learning, checking your child's learning through the computer activity each week. There are three sets of numbers you can see on the screen here: parent activity each week, student device monitor, SDM activity each week, and students check by SDM each week. You can see there's a variance of numbers, some are performing very well, some need improvement. I'd like to pick on the first line which is parent engagement, and we are aiming for 100%. It's ambitious, but it highlights the importance we place on the engagement of parents with their child's online activity. The second point we want to refer to is attendance. Student attendance rates are a strong indication of good culture. If a student wants to be at school, that's telling us that culture is good, the campus is strong. For example, we have the student. A student with ninety-five percent attendance—they're missing ten days per year. What we're aiming for in two thousand and three is ninety-seven percent. At the moment, we have campuses down as low as seventy-eight percent and some at ninety-six percent. Let's let's do it better and get to ninety-seven percent. That'll prove that the culture's good. Finally, the measurement around the student achievement is our MAP testing, which we'd all be aware of. There's more than ten million students globally undertake the map growth test, providing us with a very strong measure of students, individual growth, but also our student performance compared to others
4: outside our community. Currently, our students are, pre- are performing above average 16%, growing year on year, which we're appreciative and thankful for. But you tell us, Mick, how we can contribute to do our bit for OSD. I think it's a good question, Dave. Um, and really, We appreciate any small sacrifice made by anyone in one school, and I think that everyone can help us um, raise our game and get behind Operation Elevate. Staff tell us that they want to keep the community, that is the community feel within our campuses, so we're all about keeping open lines of communication, particularly between parents and um, subject teachers. We feel that that helps to break down barriers, build rapport, and present a united front to students in view of their progress. I'd just like to put in a bit of a plug for the CA teams. We're always looking for fresh talent um, on the campus administration teams. These are the guardians of our ethos. So if you do get a tap on the shoulder to join a CA team, just remember that variety is the spice of life. And we can promise you plenty of that and uh, a lot of fun along the way. That's good.
5: Staff also tell us that the support of the ecosystem and individuals within it. One school global is like no other school. The value of financial investment in one school by the ecosystem can't be understated. However, it is the additional engagement and volunteer support that helps us provide dividends to the community from this investment. Our students are the community and business leaders of tomorrow, and anything we can do to increase the success in that investment is the investment of the the future of our community. Thanks, Mark. That's from OSG. Excellent, Dave. Thank you, and thank you, Mick.
4: Very insightful, and I'm sure.
0: So you notice how he said, like, it will prove our culture is good, hey? As he's in there talking. (laughs) Like, why do you need to prove your culture is good?
1: Yeah. It It was hard to hear some of it, but I liked the uh, variety is the spice of life. I'm like, wait a second. You guys don't even allow interracial marriages. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll put the transcript up on a Facebook post and you can link to it so anyone can read it. But I mean, the point is what they're kind of skirting around and when they're talking about trying to improve the culture and and their Elevate program is that what they're really saying is they've got a lousy culture and they're desperate to do something about it. And as they say, they've kicked it off with an anti-bullying program. And that's really, I think, the biggest issue. Well, they've got two very big issues. One, as they hint at, it's getting increasingly difficult for them to recruit staff because staff don't want to be associated with such a, a weird and oppressive regime. Um, and secondly, they've got a massive bullying problem in there, and they always have had. That's really the, the two takeaways from that.
1: I yeah, want to he- I want to quickly tell the listeners give them another picture of what we're talking about. So we are all ex-members of the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church, a cult uh, throughout the western world, 50,000 members, and what we're talking about specifically today is their own schooling system that they've set up for how many years now have they had it worldwide? Uh,
2: uh, Richard? Um pretty much 20 years. Yeah. Okay.
1: So about yeah. 20 years they've they've set up their own uh from high school systems. It started high school and I I believe they do elementary now, I'm not yep. sure. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And grade three. their their whole system is under what's called the one school global. So it's the church running everything about the school and we're going to get into more and more details of that. So that's what you just heard, just to give you a picture. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that um the, the amount of teachers and principals that have started really landing on my inbox, obviously it's all anonymous, um, which is, I totally get um, The most of them are bound by NDAs and um, we just need one. We just need one to break through and be brave and land on this podcast. The rest will follow. Um, I, I don't believe in NDAs the way that everybody else does, but that's okay. Anyhow, the biggest thing though is, is some of the, a lot of the shocking information that comes through is the intensity of the bullying. And and if anybody listened to Roz Atmore's, um, podcast, uh, you hear her account of her, her, her son that went through that kind of bullying, um, it's the bullying and this hierarchy system that happens. And, you know, I, I can sit here and from all the stories that have landed on my lap, I can sit here and tell Bruce that his, this anti-bullying program that he wants to install back into One School of Global is not going to work because these children are just replicating what they see. And when you have the hierarchy the way that the hierarchy is, it's, they, they, they're just replicating what they're getting fed at home. Right. And so you have these classes of people. We've got, you know, the top classes that make the most money. Those top classes that are very much intertwined with Bruce because they're able to give him lots of money. So he has them in their his his front pockets. And then there's these people who are at the bottom of the hierarchy. And those are the ones that are getting bullied. I had accounts of um, um, a principal talking to me about taking food to feed young ones that literally didn't. They came with just small little things of food. And she actually started bringing and giving them food. And I just think an anti-bullying program is not going to solve this problem. (laughs) It's just like, how are you solving
2: it? They need to have an anti-bullying program in the church because that's where it comes from. They need to kick the bullies off the front row in their meeting halls then that'll start to affect the schools. But the whole, the whole PBCC runs on bullying, runs on coercive control, which is just a fancy word for bullying. These, well, in any schools... kind of a
3: religion with that much gender bias, um, gender bias, male versus female, female can't, sp- can't speak, and they're at the bottom of the totem pole, any religion that has that much gender bias is doomed to fail.
1: Mm. That's true.
4: That's a good point. Yeah.
3: And I mean, you, a lot of, a lot of this
0: information I've gotten to is how they hire these junior teachers, right? So these are teachers that just come right out of school. They're, they're needing work. And so they pick these very junior green teachers that don't know how to speak up yet. And, um, the turnaround seems to be from what I've been told is a four year turnaround by year four. A lot of them have found their voice. They're speaking ben, up yeah. against things and then boom, they're gone. Right. Um,
1: One, One thing I think that should raise a red flag right away about these schools is how small they are. Okay, these schools are some of them in North America and Canada are between 10 and 20 students. Now, why are you so small? That right away should raise a red flag. What are you protecting from? Well, it turns out they're protecting them, quotation marks, from books. And from science, and from teaching things that they don't want taught, like like human rights, <laughs> like like LGBTQ rights, right? They don't want their students to know that. These are the things that they're hiding from their students. Yeah, Women trying rights. to protect them from <laughs> women's rights. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: We actually have. A, do you want? Me, I'll share that. Do you want me to share the list of banned books?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I swear, and, and I think one of the biggest things because I went to a, a one school, uh, school in high school and, uh, I was forced to go. And one thing they just absolutely took Mm -hmm. out of everything was the idea of evolution. It just wasn't taught. Science was just skipped over. Right. And it's just like, that should be a
2: crime.
0: So this is, this is from 2013, obviously. Um, and from what I've heard, it's, I can only imagine it's gotten a little bit more stricter, but I'll attach the link to this and we'll just kind of give a, a really quick
2: brief view here. It says 44 pages of banned books.
0: It is. So it's way wow. too much and, to go through and, in a, in a Yeah, podcast. but scroll,
2: scroll down a bit. Cause there's some very funny ones. I want to, I want to
1: give one of the first ones in the list there to the listeners listening. One of the first books is introduction to Picasso. What the <laughs> fuck? What did do
0: you? Do? <laughs> or even just the Osborne Complete Book of Drawing. I mean, my daughter's an yeah. artist, and she had yeah. all of these. And I'm sitting yeah. there, and I was when it first came, got uh, got sent to me, I was like, "How artists use shape? How artists use
2: perspective? How <laughs> yeah. artists use color? You're banning these? Well, no, it's it's just because they they probably got some kind of nude illustration in it or something uh, you know? yes. you might actually find out what <laughs> what women have under their skirts we
1: we had books to read in our in our fake little library at our tiny yeah. little
2: school well, they don't and once, our, yeah go
1: on i remember the the national geographics even had had the you know topless women cut out they cut out <laughs> the pictures right and i'm like it's some indigenous
2: woman in brazil what the hell are you doing you you'd probably find the trustees cut them out to put on their office wall yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay citizenship in action well i don't want you to know about that do they no
0: obviously i can see from you know being raised in there why why this was completely taken out because this this gives them way too much power um
1: (laughs) the hardy boys though that blew me away come on the hardy (laughs) boys
2: oh Oh, yeah. I think there might have been a picture on the cover of a girl wearing trousers. So that would obviously be unsuitable. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. Women aren't allowed to wear pants in the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church. Why? Nobody knows.
0: Beatrix <laughs> I, it...
2: Potter? There's Beatrix Potter on there.
0: It does say Beatrix Potter. on.
2: Wow. There. <laughs> I mean, I mean, gracious. <laughs> oh, I saw it was also
1: a book about pirates. I'm like,
2: come on. Uh, yeah. I and mean, we come to think of it, I don't think Peter Peter Rabbit Dog was wearing legs. underpants in some of those pictures.
3: The fish <laughs> that grew legs.
2: Well,
1: that's evolution, right there, right? Yeah, um... no, no, that's they, 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 they don't want you to know that one.
0: <laughs> Giraffes can't dance. <laughs> oh. It's. I mean, there's pages and pages and pages of this. One of one of the stories that we're going to talk about today is the whole King Lear, the 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 King Lear book. And so we have an article um, from uh, more. It was from farther back. And then I I talked to a teacher here just recently who had more of a more recent um, altercation with the King Lear book, and you know. This teacher's perspective was that in King Lear, there's some back talking that happens, right? They they've got, I mean, I am not familiar with 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 that book anymore. I mean, that's been and gone in my brain. Um, but there, I guess she said there's like back talking happening. In it so they King Lear, she had her she had uh, matched up with somebody else to do this King Lear project. And the morning, it was the morning before or morning of. It was all of a sudden just taken off. So they don't get given guidelines. They don't have this list of banned books. They, she says they, they have to get their stuff together and they hope for the best. And in this case, it was taken away. And um, she said, but yet Hamlet is okay. It's got deep depression and suicide and that's okay. But books with talking <laughs> back are not okay. Like, oh, and I mean, and that just goes right along with Bruce Hales's Whole theory that we're very much aware of that he's really allowing in there is that they're teaching them that it's okay, you know, you're better off to, you know, take your own life in there and and go to heaven instead of leaving and go to hell. Yeah. Um, so it made sense when she told me that I knew exactly why that was allowed like that. But they again, like not having guidelines. She said that they really don't have um much communication, especially if you're a female, especially if you're a single female not married um communication is just horrible in there between Mm. them and the the lead associate at the people at the top right
2: and i can tell you why they don't have that book list because the brethren know perfectly well that banned book lists are a a kind of a, a symbolic of oppressive regimes and they don't want it leaked. Obviously someone's leaked this. And so then they go and take away all the banned book lists and they're only they only in the hands of the trustees <laughs> rather than handing them out to the teachers because they don't want anyone to know they've got a banned book list. Yeah. But uh, yeah, too yeah, late. Do the Taliban yeah, use yeah. banned books lists? Like I'm pretty sure oh, the
1: Taliban are another group. I'm that quite does sure
2: this. they do. Yeah, yeah yeah and the nazis did and communist russia and yeah rather nice people like that <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like it blows my mind and uh like some of these books are are just 12th day of july really come on like it they just blow my mind um and the only people that that seem to be doing these kind of Banning books is hard, hardcore religious nuts that are that are like the Plymouth Brethren that are terrified of of sin getting into the minds of their young people. No, (laughs) it's called education, and it's going to teach them to question you. Yes, because why? Because they're not going to submit to your bullshit anymore. The new generation is getting smarter. They're they're learning to look things up for themselves. Right. 100%. And so they, they have to try and, we have to ban internet. We have to ban books, banning books. How low do you have to stoop?
0: <laughs> so this is an article that was written. Um, this is from 2010. Um, this teacher that was, the title reads, Sacked for Teaching King Lear. Um, I'll just read a brief synopsis of this. It's, I won't go through it all. Um, and at the top in bold, it says, Brethren school also discourages university study joseph Barrett, discourages
2: again. it's an yeah.
0: understatement <laughs> i mean it is much more discourages you're just not allowed it's banned, yeah. it's, I mean, banned.
3: banned.
0: it's completely banned be you would the word never you would never find someone going in for a phd in something um yeah so shakespearean tragedy has become high farce after a christian high school sacked a teacher for using a morally defiling king lear text in class so is martin 40 and Suzette, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have you on. I tried finding you and I couldn't find you. Uh, Suzette Martin Forty was sacked from the private Westmount School in Carrie Carey for teaching her, I hope I pronounced that right, for teaching her year 13 students from a modern version of the play. Fighting the dismissal at the Employment Relations Authority, she has revealed that her contract at the Exclusive Brethren School barred her from encouraging children to go on to onto university the 15 westmount schools received 2.59 million in government funding to teach 1619 enrolled schools and so this is i want to just reiterate this too when you guys when when people are doing their taxes like this is your tax money your tax money funds these people
1: yes how is it yeah. how is it legal to even put that into a contract to ban someone for encouraging them to seek higher education that is literally <laughs> What the Taliban does, like no (laughs) women are going to school, what the fuck is going on? Why are they like the Taliban?
2: (laughs) More on this later. Yep.
0: (laughs) Martin says she just wanted to do her best for her pupils, but the school argued she overstepped the line when she used the modern version of Shakespeare's play to fulfill NCAA requirements. She failed to clear it with the school committee and was dismissed. I apologized and told them I had just been too busy, but they said it wasn't a good enough reason. The school committee found that the modern text was embarrassing, corrupting, and morally defiling. Martin argued that Shakespeare's original, approved King Lear text, also contained offensive words, but the committee decided she had breached the ethos of the school. The Employment Relations Authority expressed sympathy for Martin, but said it was forced to uphold the dismissal. She intends to appeal the decision. I am a results oriented teacher, said Martin. I just wanted what was best for their students, and they needed more than just their proof test to pass their exam. And this is kind of what i another thing that's landed um, in all in my conversations with um, teachers and principals is that it is they have a hard time with their PATs. Um, not only a lot of it, too, is that they don't have the, the emotional um, involvement in their stuff because, you know a lot of the stories that have romance or they have all this emotional attachment to, they can't, they can't be a part of it. Right. Um, Hmm. But she, the the one teacher that I talked to just the other day had said that, that like they do, they do poorly on their PATs. Um, The single mom from Wangari, I don't know how to pronounce that, said her dismissal from the school where she had worked since 2006 came as a shock. I had a clean slate. I had never had a warning or been pulled about any issue. She said, Martin, who moved from India to New Zealand five years ago, has been unable to find a new job since her dismissal. ERA member Rosemary Monaghan said it was a very unfortunate dismissal. She said, despite not condoning the restrictions in place at the school, she accepted the school's right to impose them.
2: Um,
1: secondary? But do they have a legal right to impose those kind of like stopping of education?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I really doubt it. Well, I
0: mean... you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little on a little secret. So. Um, I had a, a teacher tell me that they, they openly admitted in a, I think it was a grad ceremony or something like that, something to do with grad. They openly admitted to bribing authorities in New Zealand to let them run schools the way that they wanted to. And um, the story in behind that I was told was quite, it was quite funny, um, sad but it was funny with how all the teachers were absolutely shocked that they were sitting there admitting this in front of everybody, you know? So, I mean, and we know from, from being in there that, that this kind of stuff happens all the time, right? Yeah. So,
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, that is a bizarre thing that inside the brethren... And I guess because there was a lot of parents there at a grad ceremony, they kind of felt this was a brethren situation. They'll actually brag about breaking the law and brag about illegal stuff. And you actually get kind of brownie points for being a clever person who's managed to get around the authorities. And yet externally, they brag about, you know, how law abiding they are.
0: Yeah, which we know. I mean,
2: actually, the next the next line on this article is very telling. It says, Secondary Principals Association of New Zealand President Patrick Walsh said the dismissal was unfortunate, but Martin, in in inverted commas, chose to take the job at that sort of school. Well, the message I would put out to here to any teacher considering taking a job at one of these schools is, no, you really do not want to take a job at that sort of school. Never mind if they're offering you slightly better pay, it's not going to look good on your resume. And it's not going to further your career, and you're and probably their, not going to last.
1: <laughs> their beliefs will seep into your life. They will try, and it will, it will just, yeah. Don't that. take. Don't even think about the money, even if they offer more, because it's just not worth it. They're going to want you to censor what you say, how you dress, and every book that you want to to show to those children is going to have to go through these insane censors, and they're probably not going to allow it. It's not
0: worth it and from 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 what i've heard is that uh, one school is not a good thing to have on your resume it's actually no, people look at it yeah. as is that you actually had to compromise your own morals to work at these schools yeah. and Ooh. one one teacher who after was let go um thought you know okay well i have all this you know experience and she was you know, had a lot of experience within one school global and went to apply and she didn't even get an interview and then found mm. out later that, yeah, it's, you don't want one school global on your resume. It's, it's not, it's not looked at as a good thing because everybody out here knows you compromised your morals in order to work there.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, don't we go on with this? Anyhow, I'll attach the link. I'll attach the link to this. Um, Yeah, it's it's an in-depth article. I'm not going to go through and read it all. Um,
1: What's the next thing on the list?
0: What do we got here? I'm just <clears throat> here. I'll let you dive into this, Richard.
2: Yeah, well, this this was in the UK, and this was just at this time that the brethren. Um, Lost the charitable status, so there were there was kind of this was very high profile. Police and government to investigate claim of child abuse at Brethren School, Um, and it says a charitable school run by the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church is under investigation by the local council, the Department of Education, and the police after allegations of cruelty to children were made. Um, And there's probably the next article is a little more in depth. Um, so, probe into strict Christian sect school that shut up girl pupil for 37 days for making a Facebook page. And it says school investigator over allegations. Um, Sorry. Okay. So, Sorry. Uh, a, a, <laughs> school investigator over allegations of child cruelty and failure to teach the national curriculum. Alleged abuse includes the confinement of six pupils who set up a Facebook page. Under the rules, liaisons between pupils and rugby are also banned. So a fundamentalist Christian church at the centre of a multi-million pound dispute over charitable status is being investigated about claims of child cruelty. The exclusive Brethren, which has 16,000 UK followers, has gained the support of more than 50 MPs in its bid to retain its charitable status. And it's the entitlement to tax relief on donations but this newspaper has uncovered allegations of a shocking regime inside exclusive brethren schools including pupils being confined at home for using the internet elders tearing pages from textbooks to remove material about gay rights or sexually transmitted diseases and teenage boys and girls being banned from talking to each other uh, yesterday, a local education authority confirmed it was investigating allegations of child cruelty and failures to teach the national curriculum at an exclusive brethren school in Wiltshire. Wilton Park School near Salisbury op- opened in September 2011 as an independent day school for boys and girls from uh, age 11 to 18. The probe by Wiltshire County Council, local police officers and the Department of Education's due diligence team was triggered by a teacher at Wilton Park handing over a dossier describing the alleged abusers. These claims include that punishments imposed upon six pupils for setting up a Facebook page Elders from the church are said to have responded so harshly because of the exclusive brethren's teachings on modern technology. Laptops are considered instruments of evil and internet access is tightly controlled to protect followers from defiling material. Pupils are also banned from emailing each other because, according to our school memo, such communications promote social friendships special and are beneath the special friendships, thank you, and are beneath the dignity of our calling dignity of their calling my ass. Uh, The dossier states that on the elder's instruction, six pupils were withdrawn, confined to their homes and forbidden to have any communication with anyone outside their close families. Inside the exclusive brethren community, these punishments are called shutting up. The teacher who is not a member of the exclusive brethren wrote, as an employee, I've known of families that have been shut up for different lengths of time I've never witnessed pupils being shut up before. The pupils were shut up between the months of May and July, 2012. The only girl was shut up for the longest number of days and was recorded to have had 37 days off out of a possible 70 school days between May the 4th and July the 22nd when the school term ended. All of her absences are recorded as authorized absences She was not allowed to have any communication with anyone apart from her immediate family members, i.e. those whom she shared a house with. She suffered both mentally and physically from this controlled withdrawal from her friends. She lost weight, and was emotionally distressed. When it was decided that she would be allowed back to school, it was controlled by the EB, the Exclusive Brethren Elders. She was dropped off and escorted into a classroom. She remained there with work to do all day. She was not allowed to have contact with anyone apart from one or two teachers. They were not allowed to have any form of conversation with her unless it was study related. At the end of the day, she was picked up by a parent and taken home. She remained in her home until the following school day. Uh, a brethren spokesman said, shutting up is not intended as a punishment, but is meant to encourage people to consider <laughs> the consequences of their actions. Where young persons are involved in this decision involved, the decision is taken ultimately by their parents, though the advice of elders may be sought. <laughs> wow, what a lie. So a untrue. Elder. It's not The liars.
4: advice of elders
2: may be sought, yeah. Um, so like, so yeah, so so if the policeman kind of smashes into your house and arrests you, uh, puts you in handcuffs and drags you up and put it in a police cell, you would describe that as, I was just seeking advice from the police. Yeah. 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 I mean, what a, what a lie. Um, the six pupils, oh, the trustees, all brethren decide what is best for the school based on their religious and moral beliefs. They wouldn't know a moral if it bit them on the ass. Um, (laughs) The six pupils were in Wilton Park sixth form. These boys and girls aged 16 to 18 are subjected to gender segregation at all times to reflect the school's commitment to biblical values. Liaisons and relationships between pupils are prohibited and monitored using CCTV. Other stipulations include teenagers being forbidden to attend university or public events such as premiership football matches. Pupils seldom play any competitive sport and have been banned from playing rugby by the church's Australian leadership. As the dossier compiled by the Wilton Park teacher reads, the sixth form boys at the school are a very athletic group and they wanted to start playing full contact rugby. They put forward a very articulate and well thought through presentation as to why they felt this was necessary. The trustees told them they would come back with an answer within 24 hours. Um, teaching staff the answer oh. as dictated to them by Australia and Australia's in inverted commas. And, and we know that when the brethren say Australia, they mean Bruce Hales was clear that full contact rug- rugby should not be played as it promotes savagery. so for exclusive brethren schools in the uk decisions are no longer made locally or even nationally well that's true i was a trustee everyone knows that teaching staff at wilton park must also abide by strict codes of conduct and dress as set out by the school female staff must wear dresses or skirts at least knee length and clothing must be modest and not revealing or low cut male teachers must have short hair and shave the launch of the investigation comes just weeks before the exclusive brethren's appeal against the charity commission is heard by a legal tribunal. The commission recently decided the church did not qualify for charitable status. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the the, the juice of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean It is. And they should have never gotten their charity status back. Everything that they, I mean, if you sit there and listen to uh, Jackie Hart's podcast that we did, and she also did one with um, James DeFiori a while ago, right. They, they came out with this whole thing about, you know, what they had to agree to and to the outside world, it looks like they have, they're adhering to this, but they're not, they're not adhering to it whatsoever. Well, I
2: mean, the interesting thing is I was in the Brethren when all this was going down and I saw what happened in the local school in Cambridge in response to this and it triggered absolute panic. Um, Suddenly, I mean, they had all these censored textbooks with pages pasted over and pages glued together. Suddenly they had to have a massive expense. They had to they had to chuck away all the censored textbooks and buy new textbooks They had to replace all the censored textbooks just overnight because they knew they were being investigated by the, the Department of Education. Um, and, and it's absolutely true about the, this. There's a, a further article where the Brethren deny that there's a segregation of male and female students, but that was absolutely true. And they did all that. You couldn't sit, you know, a boy and girl couldn't sit next to each other at the same desk. Their break times were segregated. So first they would have their the school break for the boys, and then they'd have the school break for the girls. Um, they, they can't play... PE PE is completely segregated. And then they kind of backed off on that again because they thought they were going to be investigated. So this caused a real panic right through the UK. And, and, you know, they had to spend a whole lot of money just trying to paper over the cracks.
3: Well, and one of the things that jumps right out there is the girl was treated different than the boy.
2: Yeah. So right
3: there in the article, you can see the gender bias. The girl yeah. had to stay home for what was it, thirty-seven days. The girl got oh. shut up, and the yeah, boys yeah. still went to school. You yeah. you tell me there's not gender bias? That is full blown gender bias, as loud and as clear as you can say. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. what that's how it starts. That's how the girls are treated in school, and it just gets louder and prouder as their age goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's evil. <clears throat>
1: It is like I went to the the school uh, in Montreal and um, I remember the teachers, some teachers getting pulled out during class and then coming back and being like, okay, we're not continuing with that lesson. And it was, I, I can't remember what it was. It was science related though. And I was yeah. like, this is insane. Like, what do you mean? We can't go on with that. Um, also, we were, Back then we were forced Bible study, which I didn't know I was an atheist back then. So that's forced religious. That's forced religion on me. No, I'm kidding. But like, (laughs) it was, it was, that was like like a serious class as we all had to take Bible class. And I remember the teacher also got in trouble, our math teacher, because we had to do up a budget based on living in a one bedroom apartment, having a car lease and everything and paying rent. And the, the kids objected because they were like, we'll never have to do this. And one of them complained to <laughs> the parents. And sure enough, it came back like, and I was blown away. And and he was like, "Like, no, we, we everyone needs to know how to do this. And they were like, no, no, we're never going to have to do that. Um, I remember there was 14 kids in my school. Like, that's insanity. And there was 12 in my class. So that means, yeah, I can do a little bit of math. but. That means there was a class with two kids. Like that's awful. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um I remember yeah, gym class was actually taught by a real phys ed teacher which was good, but we were so limited in what the what the girls could wear during sports and phys ed. They weren't allowed to wear pants, so they had to wear like leggings like under skirts and stuff. It was just a huge pain in the neck every time we wanted to do sports. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, let's just go through some of our articles that we have pulled up here.
2: <clears throat> I mean, just, just, just one comment on that Wilton Park School. You see the cruel way this girl was treated, the way she was escorted on and off the premises, isolated in her own classroom and so on. That's bullying. So no wonder you get students bullying each other when the whole ethos of the school is based on bullying. That's how brethren control each other.
1: And it seems like they pretend to justify it by saying, oh, the yes. elders and the family gets involved. Just because yeah. the family and the elders agreed to bully someone doesn't make it right. You're ostracizing a child. You're you're you're, you're um, what's the word I'm looking for? Separating and a, a child from their social life. That's evil. That's total bullying.
2: That the cruelest thing you could do.
3: Yeah. And, and how think- can you come up with an anti-bullying program when everything about your hierarchy, everything about your structure represents bullying? You're against even- women, you're a, yeah. you're separating um, children, you're separating girls from boys. They can't speak to each other. Everything about the way you're structured is a bunch of bullies. And you're going to and- come up with an anti-bullying program. <laughs> what you are is so mm-hmm. loud, nobody's mm-hmm. going to hear what you're saying. Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: yep, and I mean Bruce is the biggest bully of them all, and I mean, yep. right? Like it's it, what he what he does with the power he has is a complete narcissistic bully that just gaslights yep. everything. You know, yep. I, I wanted to I wanted to bring up something really quick here while I while I'm thinking about it is one of the conversations that I had um, was about how every <laughs> Thursday morning these boys would show up to grade twelve hungover sunglasses on and would brag about how, how drunk they got. And these are underage kids. Right. Yeah. Um, I think like, this is, this is what I'm just talking about is like, there's such mixed messages inside their structure of what they're inside. Their ecosystem has a lot of flaws, <laughs> right? I mean, they're talking about how to prove how their culture is good well, you know what, for number one, the alcohol, sh- you sh- it should be a, you should be turning that whole system into a dryout center. Everybody should be drying out. I mean, yeah. some of the stories you hear of people who won't go to other people's houses just because there's not alcohol there. I mean, people are trying to not have alcohol in there. And yet it's just put on you that the more you drink is the closer you are to God.
1: Um, <laughs> they're in, they're in hell. They're in hell in their own
0: minds.
2: <laughs> but- and the
1: only way to tame it down is
2: alcohol.
0: Well, if you, if, you drink, they, if you
2: drink enough, you'll probably meet God fairly soon. that's, yeah. that's true.
0: <laughs> And, you know, I had I had um, somebody from inside who had messaged me recently, who who this insider had said like, that that's how they numb. That's how they numb their pain is through the yeah. alcohol. That's how you survive in there is the alcohol. I 100%. mean, if you were to take the alcohol away, it would crumble. The whole thing would crumble. Right. Yeah. It is. Alcohol is what keeps that going because, you know, it's it's an escapism for them.
3: And you yeah. you won't very often hear me quote uh, my grandpa timing because I didn't agree with a, a whole lot of what he said. But one thing he did say, he said, "What you are is so loud, I can't hear what you're saying." <laughs>
1: That's okay, I, like you that. I like that. I like
3: that one. Amen. That's all I say.
0: <laughs> I actually I'm going to go back. Well, I just want to go to um, some of the reviews here while we're kind of on this the their their culture that they're trying to prove good um these are some reviews that uh (laughs) carmen
3: found um (laughs) this is good do you want to do you want to go do you want to talk about this carmen ever moving goalposts no room for progression inconsistent staff treatment no job security for members of staff at all levels they will disappear overnight without an explanation (laughs) amazing that's just like the students they will disappear Uh overnight into a 37 day at home shut up period
1: yeah
3: (laughs) constantly changing the way they teach very poor leadership well that's in the church too they think they are innovative but far from it there's poor job security Good with technology and good kids, but that's where it ends. They really think they are cutting edge, but sadly far from it. I spent eight years there, each one getting worse.
1: I think that's funny. I think that part's really funny because they really do sometimes think that they're cutting edge and like yeah. really like advanced <laughs> to stuff. And it's hilarious because they're they're so far from it. They're 50 years behind.
3: Mm-hmm. He does not take Oh, HR does not take issues seriously due to the bureaucracy of the organization. Exactly what we've been talking on. Reviews are not based on performance. There are no consequences for discrimination against employees or for supervisors that create hostile environments.
0: And and the title on that one. (laughs) <laughs> the title on that one is hilarious. It's called Think Twice. Think twice. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. I mean, from everybody that's landed in, in my inboxes and I've talked on the phone. That is it. I mean, seriously, think twice before you start, before you sign up with these people thinking that, you know, oh well, they've hired you and you're young and you're first mm. just out. Yeah, no, it's it's not what you it's not what you think it is.
2: Yeah. It was very interesting on the previous podcast we did where um the schools, two of the schools, had visited the uh, Museum of Human Rights in Winnipeg, and they'd asked for displays to be censored so that you couldn't see um, displays about LGBTQ rights or women's rights. And um, that and the comment that the, the brethren spent probably millions of dollars in two years and a three hundred was it six hundred page report by a top lawyer Gerald Shaper.
0: No, oh, three thousand. pages. Oh, yeah, pages. I was to say three
2: thousand pages. Wow, that's a telephone <laughs> directory. But they, oh. but they, their lawyer uh, and the, all this legal activity was to try and prevent um, the names of the schools being published. Uh, yeah. And the reason that their lawyer gave why they didn't want the names of the schools published is that it would make it difficult for them to recruit staff. And, and that actually so was that the only honest thing he said, and it is true because people don't want to work for this kind of school. Like, you have to sell your soul so to the devil. They yeah. couldn't
3: find a lawyer in Winnipeg, in North yeah. Dakota. They couldn't yeah. find yeah. one even in Manitoba. Not <laughs> even in Saskatchewan. They had to go all the way to Calgary, Alberta to get a <laughs> yeah. lawyer that, was, that thought enough like them to represent yeah. them. And yeah. he got a two-year case. Imagine what his bill is. Yeah, Two-year case. And 3,000 pages. Oh, my word. And I mean, if
0: anybody is not familiar with Shapur, well, just Google his name and tie it in. Yeah, (laughs) just Google it and then add in PBCC and Exclusive Brethren, you'll get it all.
1: (laughs) And then if you want to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole, look at a picture of Pierre (laughs) Polyev and see if it looks like his son, you know? Just say
0: it. (laughs) Okay.
3: Okay, this one. The school does not value the time or expertise of its employees. Because they are a private school, they take advantage of any local laws that allow them to place any teacher into any subject. For instance, rather than have a teacher with a degree in teaching math, teach math, they will have them teach English, science, etc. They do this out of convenience for themselves. It's easier to coerce. Oh, coerce. The math Mm -hmm. teacher to teach (laughs) English than it is to hire a prosperous English teacher. The lack of appreciation or value of the teacher's expertise, the ignoring of our field of degrees and pushing us into subjects that we are not qualified to teach. This decision strongly negatively impacts the students and the effects of it are seen heavily. As most students are very poor in basic grammar, spelling and math. And as a result of many English teachers, elementary teachers not having a degree in the field of elementary teaching prior to I, mean, I, can,
2: I can i can witness to that because i was a trustee of the regina school and they had two teachers and they the teachers just had to teach all the subjects including the subjects that they had no qualification in at all
3: prior to 2018 the school did not have a system in place for administering raises each year I can only speak to how teachers were given raises, but previously teachers could petition for a raise each year based on merit and sometimes earned a raise of 10 to 15 K at once. In 2018, the school created a legitimate HR department, which decided teachers could only earn a 2% raise each year and merit could never count into the salary of a teacher. This difference led to a huge income disparities between teachers which the school attempted to hide from all new hires. And I can already tell you what that is. The women got paid (laughs) half what the men did.
2: Yeah, I'll bet. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And The
3: school heavily overworks its staff. It overworks its people at home too. So every employee was assigned multiple roles within the school. For instance, a campus principal might be the campus secretary and the campus art teacher and the campus business teacher. This led to many staff members being put into positions for which they were not qualified for and being overworked. The special education program is unfortunate and does not properly serve students with qualified support. This is my favorite line in this review. Overall, the school runs more like a business than a school. Overall, I could change that with only changing one word. Overall, the church runs more like a business than a school. So they're consistent (laughs) that way. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they place a higher emphasis on their on their money efficiently on using their money efficiently in terms of staffing than they do on choosing high quality professionals for any given position. The organization has excellent values, but their system of overworking and undervaluing staff is not sustainable and leads to very high turnover rates within the school. Advice to management, value your staff more highly. Spend less money on fancy new rebranding and new furniture and having nice paint on the walls. Instead, spend more money on each campus, the level of staff they need to function at a sustainable and healthy rate.
2: Now, a very interesting comment there uh, is that we understand that uh, one school global schools are coerced into purchasing very expensive educational furniture from businesses owned by the the Hales family Um, at exorbitantly overpriced rates. And they're just told you need, you know, 300 new special ed desks or something. And so this is a very simple money laundering tactic, whereby money that grassroots brethren donate to the school for the education is actually laundered through the sale of overpriced furniture directly into the pockets of, of Gareth Hales and Bruce Hales and their friends. That makes a lot more sense now. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: And so you do know- you think Bro- that'll continue now they sold that business?
2: Oh, oh no, they'll, they've, they've still got a finger in it. Yeah, they've still got a wow. finger in it. Yeah. No, the next, the next scam, and this is the profit speaking, Prophet Muhammad, not the other one. Um, this is, the next the next massive money laundering scam that the brethren are about to, that the Hales family are about to perpetrate on one school and the brethren is that they are just about to demand that all the schools get brand new and extremely expensive computer and software systems for all the students and the teachers and everything else. And if you follow the money back, you will find that those computers will be supplied by a company in which the Hales family have a very deep financial interest. Uh, What's this space? (laughs) Wow.
0: I want to add to this too. um, Some of the uh, conversations that I've had have also led to, so these young green teachers, like literally schools being run by just 24 year olds, right? And them not having their full cert, like teaching before they're fully certified. And what was supposed to happen is on the other end of the Zoom calls or everything that they collaborate with there would be a certified teacher there that's overseeing it but never happened
3: yeah
0: Um, another thing that I just want to really quick bring up is is on the topic of money is consistent reports being brought back to me about money that the children the kids raise for certain things all of a sudden going missing
2: uh, yeah. No, I heard about that when I was in, when I, when mm-hmm. I was in the brethren. Yeah. 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 Was that, was that in, um, yeah, no, we won't say where it, yeah, was, we won't say where it Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I mean, not just yeah. once it's like, it was multiple yeah. times. The one the conversation yeah. I had just yesterday was quite, quite substantial. Right. Quite. It yeah. was like, it was over 10 grand.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, right? And I mean,
0: those, I mean, that's, how disappointing and how heart-wrenching it must be for those kids who have to, you know, sit there and work their butts off making, raising this money for either whether it's grad, whether it's a trip, whether whatever it is. Right. And then that money to be all of a sudden gone. Let's say,
2: let, let's say stolen.
0: Oh, 100% yeah. it was stolen. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yep. Stolen by Absolutely. the church.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, someone sent me the math recently that they did on the donations that Bruce Hales gets every month in care meetings. And they, I think they averaged it out to about 6 million a year. So that's just on the, that's just, you know, on those simple little donations that he gets once a month from different brethren cities.
2: Yeah. Tax-free of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tax-free 6 mil. Um,
0: So I just want to, I want the listeners to understand too, that we're not reading. These are not reviews from way back when. This next one, Carmen's going to read, is literally from July 31st, 2021. And the title is avoid (laughs) exclamation (laughs) mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark.
2: Teacher in (laughs) London, England.
0: Yeah.
3: And and these are publicly available um, things too. Like people need to understand these are posted on Glassdoor. These are posted on Indeed. So if you think we made them up, just go look it up. They're there.
2: One school global on on any hiring site read the reviews yeah
3: <laughs> the teaching staff have no voice without uh, uh, all decisions are made above without regard of how things actually work in the classroom constant changes in pedagogy the behavior of the old and older students is generally ignored or not dealt with the teachers are undermined by senior leaders most staff feel there is no job security if your face doesn't fit you disappear Lots of examples of constructive dismissal and, and oh, bullying. bullying. Yeah.
2: Whoa. So that's bullying of staff by the trustees. Wow. So that's we'll see where that comes from. Yeah.
3: Wow. Poor communication in all aspects. Staff do not feel valued. There's lots of paper pushing with no benefit t- to the teachers or the students. Advice to management. Listen to your teachers. They know what is best for the students they teach. When you send out a questionnaire, actually look at the answers and deal with the issues that are being raised. Don't pick and choose to deal with the girls, but not the boys. <laughs> Constant changes are unsettling for the students and staff. Communication needs to be greatly improved between regional, regional principals and teachers. Spend money on necessities like staff and resources rather than rebranding and pointless national conferences at NEC.
1: that's hilarious that's funny
2: yeah
1: man this like their whole schooling thing we need to get some reporters to go and like check out the schools because they're technically public schools kind of aren't they
2: Well, a lot of them a lot of them are funded with taxpayer money that's the real scandal yeah
1: yeah so, so they should be, so reporters should be allowed to go in and look and, and just check out these books. See if you find yeah. any pages with huge black marker through them like mine was, yeah. you know, and I mean, pages glued together or, or the page 124 and then 127. You're like, what's going on here? I mean,
2: think about it. Some of those students might be hiding Beatrix Potter under their bed, <laughs> under their mattress, <laughs> reading it secretly at night by, by flashlight. I mean, and if you're,
1: if you're a Brethren member and you're listening and you're a young yeah. person, The reason they don't want you to learn certain information is because you will see through the bullshit. (laughs) You will eat the apple that Eve ate and you will magically get information that will go, oh my goodness, they're full of shit. That's what they're (laughs) trying to hide from you.
3: All right, 2.0, no job security. Difficult to rate on the surface, they see themselves as modern and go-getting, but in practice, they limit their staff by forcing constant change on them. There are good ideas, such as the push to self-directed study, but as the schools are run by a closed religious community, teachers are limited in what they can teach and the students aren't allowed to go to university, making it feel like your job is redundant. No job security as people disappear overnight with no explanation.
2: Why does that keep coming up? People right. disappear yep. overnight. I mean, it kind of sounds like sort of Eastern Germany in the communist era, where you know people just disappear overnight. You know, or
1: or Tony Soprano. You know, you would be like, yes, "Hey, yeah. he don't, he don't work dis- no, he don't work here no more." Okay?
0: <laughs> and paid off. Like I had, I don't have that note in front of me, but literally there was, um, yeah, someone was paid out to not come back, and yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. So I mean. And then they 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 close these teachers and principals in with these, you know, big, long winded NDAs that make them fearful of saying anything. And what I'm telling you is that, no, if you get enough people together and you you can all end up in my inbox, that's okay. Well, I'll get you all together and we'll do this all together. We'll come forward as this big, huge um, podcast. We'll all do it together. It's. It's to me. It's more important to help these children. I am so much about the children. I think that's why I did day home for so long. It was. It's just that's the that's your future generation. These are our future generations. These are our nieces and our nephews. These are those people in there that I think if enough people come together, there is a huge, significant change that we can make to free these kids. And I mean, I'm not saying that we have to take the PBCC down. And that's not what I'm saying. But it needs. The, the the chains that are on there, the, the locked doors that they're in behind, that has to go.
2: And if they're not going to change, there is no way they should be getting government funding. No Taxpayers government... don't want their money being used for this kind of crap.
0: Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly.
1: It should be a crime to to withhold information about certain sciences in, in school. I right. Like, like these are yeah. fundamental things. They're being withheld from information and human rights like the fact that they don't teach them about rights, you know, that should be illegal. Look
0: at I the title it, on this it? one. This this <laughs> title literally 1.0 run for the hills exclamation mark. And it's from September 10th, 2021. So still again, very recent.
3: And this is United Kingdom. So this is for all our friends over there. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, that hits that hits pretty close over there. This company felt like they are cutting edge, but in reality, they move the goalposts almost daily. The workload is unrealistic, and management in head office is appalling. (laughs) They pretend to listen, but then stab you in the back as quick as they look at you. Unprofessional behavior. And oh, here we go again. People just seem to disappear. No word of <laughs> no warning. No word of
1: warning, just, just gone.
3: gone. This is
1: so fucking mafia-like, it's it's freaking me out here. Like where do they go? Where do they go?
2: Are we sure they're okay? Is anyone checking on these people? Yeah. Where are the bodies buried?
0: James would <laughs> have a heyday with this.
2: <laughs> well, I know I out. know their meeting halls have got their own graveyards. Maybe their schools do too.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's
2: to- maybe it's Brad Mitchell, and his, you know <laughs> he's getting his biker gang together
1: again.
3: <laughs> if this said Canada, I would think it was talking about Maple Creek because that's what happened to the young people—they just disappeared, yeah, just disappear. They got thrown out on the street, disappeared. And it long becomes- hours, no work balance, poor CPD, awful management, unrealistic expectations, ever-changing goalposts.
1: Seems like the Lord just seems to turn corners at
2: an awful high rate. Uh, just, right? they just donuts. <laughs> yeah, oh, in the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is
3: a race course.
2: <laughs> oh, exactly, NASCAR. <laughs> uh.
3: Okay, rough with the smooth. The biggest concern for teachers during my time at at the school was job security. It was commonplace for friends and colleagues. <laughs> oh, here we go again. To disappear overnight. And the non-disclosure agreements to not be able to speak about it, not exactly a paragon for transparency or integrity.
1: Holy cow! In a cow. Christian
3: school, <sighs> on one just... occasion, <laughs> a head teacher highly not liked by those who worked with them was that highly liked.
0: Highly rec. I don't know.
1: Highly liked. I think it or. I don't know. Yeah. It's cut off.
3: And those who worked with them called a staff meeting on a Friday with a member of the community so that the staff were able to air their concerns. Head teacher did not return after the weekend. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Behavior of the students can be challenging here like elsewhere too. As students have historically been able, but unilateral decisions on staff firing and so teaching staff became aware of the hierarchy, unlike any other within the sector. Students tend to be amenable one-on-one, but in groups could be divisive and uncooperative. So treading the discipline tightrope often left teachers teetering on the brink and disappearing. Socially speak.
0: Yeah, social- it's cut off. People may have to actually look this one up. This yeah. Part of the sentences are cut off. I mean, you kind of get the gist of it, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Improved communication and relations between national leadership and local teams. An approach which works in Australia might necessarily be s- suited for Canada or UK in this case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the sad, sad thing. The that. sad thing too is that, um, brethren members don't actually have a choice about sending their children to this school, right? If, if if you chose to not send your children to this school, the entire church would turn against you. You'd be ostracized. You'd be picked on, bullied. Yeah, yeah. So you have to send your, your kids in the bone to this school. And we want to let these people know that you're not getting your money's worth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but this school is is specifically made to make them into bi- the, the men into business women and women into housewives, right? Like it's not created, you're not created. This school is not meant to, to um build you into something that's going to go out and conquer something, right? The men are literally created into being these businessmen and women are you know to you know cook, clean and have babies and be submissive.
3: Yeah yeah all right disorganized the pros were it's a small staff at each campus usually meant that they were tightly knit the cons were i had three bosses a campus boss local an academic boss northland and an administrative boss in auckland and they never communicated with each other and the teacher's messages all the time and then the other one is high turnover
1: yeah, they seem to have an insane amount of turnover.
3: Yeah. Caring but dismissive. The cons are pro- progression is next to none. No structured role. They're spread thin. They're very slow at noticing capacity issues and resolving them. They're penny pinchers. Advice to management. Expand IT more than current. The budget doesn't match reality when it comes to the IT staff. <laughs>
1: That's because they spend they spend tons of money not on IT so that these young people can learn to code and learn to be developers in the you know cyberspace. No 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 no. They spend all this money on streamline 3 and running firewalls that block your access to real information, right? They want to treat you if you really look at it like what these programs that they're using, brethren members, to put on your computers are parental controls that in the real world, people use for children, okay? And they're using them on you guys. So just think about that.
2: Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Other thing that comes out of this is they obviously spend a lot of money on rebranding. And I think we could understand that. That is, I mean, One School Global has got this awesome and very impressive website and, and the, whole, the whole reason they're doing all this rebranding is, is just like the RRT, they're trying to make a facade that hides the reality. And they've got two reasons for that. One, they want to retain their government funding. And secondly, they're desperately trying to recruit teachers, and teachers just don't want to work there. So as with the cult itself, as with the religion, there's a whack of money going into PR to put up a false facade that hides the rather ugly reality of what one school is all about.
0: And I think that's why it's so important if like we can find some brave (laughs) ex teachers and ex principals to come forward. And I mean, I just, I hate saying it like this, but if we, if we truly like to me, it's like, if we truly care about this, you, you kind of get through that fear mongering and get to the actual action that needs to happen. In this case, we need to expose this stuff. So we can get investigated. I know you're bound by NDAs. I know that everybody's fearful of stepping out and being the first one. Um, speaking from experience, it is, it's, it's hard. It is hard, but I can guarantee you that if just one person comes forward, everybody else will because this does need to be investigated. Their schools
2: need to be investigated. And if you, even if you feel you've got to remain anonymous, that's fine. We can still publish what needs to be published. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, if you're not, yeah, and
2: exactly. we're, You know, if you want us to keep your identity confidential, absolutely we will. We have to do this stuff all the time.
0: Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're
2: experts at keeping things confidential. I wouldn't be Sorry. alive otherwise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we were gonna we were gonna touch on this the subject about um, being held back from university.
1: Um. Well, um, like when I uh, went to join the military, um, you know, I showed up with my high school diploma, and they were like, "Yeah, where's your where's your transcripts?" Right. So right there, that shows you that. By the way, if you go to one school and you ever try and probably get a government job, it might, that piece of paper might just be a piece of shit. It might be nothing. Um, So I had to do a GED just to get in, just to get into uh, the military, right? And so that's how, that's how much they suppress further education. It's a crime that I, that I never, you know, was able to go to a school that, allowed me to get the credits to go on to to uh, cgep in
2: Quebec or on to university right yeah so, so what you're saying is that is that even if you were to uh, say you left the brother and then try and attend university you won't be able to get in because the university won't recognize mm-hmm. your grades exactly
1: like you'd have to apply maybe as a mature student and, and and write an application but but yeah generally speaking you do not have that option after because you just don't have anything for them to go off of
3: yeah.
2: But apart from which, the only way you could go to university is if you were to leave your brethren, your family, everyone you ever knew first. Because if you tried to do it while you're in there, they would kick you out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, this headline, this really hit me when it came up in the in the newspapers uh, on the news sites a few weeks ago. Uh United Nation condemns the Taliban decision to bar women from universities. And of course, all the Western nations are horrified about this, you know, shock, horror, look what the Taliban's done. But the Brethren have been doing this for the last 60 years. My father, who's just passed away in his late 80s or early 90s, was about one of the last people in the Brethren to actually attend university, because back in the 1960s, suddenly it was stopped. Persons who had even completed their studies at university left without graduating. And persons, and this is hard to believe, but this is, this is actually in printed ministry. Persons who had obtained a degree were told by the leader at the time, James Taylor Jr., to put their degrees in the toilet and piss on them. And a lot of them literally did. They actually put their university degrees in the toilet and peed on them. What the now, I when I was a kid, I was going through the the attic space in my in my, um, in my parents' house where I lived. I was about seven or eight, and I found this old earthenware jar right at the back corner, and I went through it and it, much to my interest, it contained all my parents' love letters, which are rather sweet, and my father's university degree, which still appeared to be dry and intact, so obviously <laughs> he, he, he he very naughtily kept it. But um, again, I I was looking through some of his old papers um, and I found uh, articles like brochures, scientific brochures. He was a physicist, research brochures that were published uh, in the name of Dr. David Marsh, uh, you know, back in the early 60s. And then a few years later, further publications that were made in which he was just called David Marsh because he he wasn't going to take the title of doctor, although he was entitled to. So, I mean, wow. that, that's, just, that's just so sad. Yeah. But, yeah, so coming, coming back to, um, it, it's astonishing, the outrage. Uh, and you get countries even like Turkey and Saudi Arabia condemning the Taliban for banning women for going to universities. And at the same time, in our wonderful Western democracies like Canada and USA and UK and France, um, you've got the government funding schools that, that ban anyone from going to university, not just women, but anyone. Yeah. And this is government funded. This should not be happening. And politicians I mean, are taking donations from these, these Exactly. People. They're being bribed. I mean, that's exactly what we were saying earlier, like the brethren admitted to bribing New Zealand um, authorities to run the schools the way they wanted. So, I mean, I just pulled up this article. I just wanted to read what the United Nations said about um, the Taliban And just let's apply that to one school
0: global. Like literally on here saying, asking the authorities to immediately revoke the decision. Like this needs to happen with the PBCC. I do not get how human rights here in even just North America, right? Or even in the UK, like more in these, you know, Commonwealth countries is that this, this should have been, this should have been taken care of back when they had, yeah, it should have been. Absolutely. And and, I mean,
2: Canada prides itself, and rightly so, on being right at the forefront of human rights. And and yet Canadian provincial governments are funding these schools that ban university attendance. So this this is what the United Nations said about the Taliban. So let's just apply this to the brethren. Clear and present violation. United Nations Human Rights High Commissioner Volker Turk described the ban as another appalling and cruel blow to the rights of Afghan women and girls and a deeply regrettable setback for the entire country. Reminding that their systematic exclusion from virtually all aspects of life is unparalleled in the world, and I might add, except of course, in the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church, he upheld that banning women from tertiary education is all the more heartbreaking when considering their vital contributions over the years. Coming on top of girls being barred from attending secondary school, just think of all the female doctors, lawyers, and teachers who have been and who will be lost to the development of the country, said the senior UN official. Well, how many, how many doctors, lawyers, and teachers have the Plymouth Brethren produced in the last 50 years? None.
1: Zero. Exactly. Zero. How many, how many amazing inventions? How many, how yeah. many public records? How many
2: great scientists?
1: Yeah, How they many... say they have amazing musicians in the Brethren.
2: Let us hear them. Why, yeah. why
1: are you
2: like? He stated what? that suspending, sorry, go on, Lane. No, no, go on. Yeah. He stated that suspending women from tertiary and higher education is in clear violation of Afghans' obligations under international law, adding that their rights to access all, ac- all levels of education without discrimination is fundamental and unquestionable. That's the huh? United Nations guys.
1: Yeah. That's the really United think we
2: Nations. Need, we we need to contact the the, the premiers and the education departments so of those provinces that still fund these schools and ask them why the double standard here.
0: I agree. I 100% yeah. agree.
2: Because of course the brethren f- claim that oh yes, no, of course students can students can attend university. Um that you know if that's what they choose to do. What they don't say is If they do make that choice, they will be thrown out of the system and they will be cut off from their family and from their friends and from everyone they've ever known.
1: Yeah. And also they get they get around it by saying that they can attend university now. But what they mean is they can do certain university courses that only are online. Right. Yes. but they can't, they can't take any like science course online or, or degree in, yeah. in anything. It has to be. certain things like business, I think, is allowed, and other things like that. Yeah, and they but can't
2: they don't... go to a graduation ceremony. You know, they can't go and have their gown and their cap. That's completely forbidden. And the brethren also offer an online, uh, or yes, an, an online um, ABM, they call it course, Advanced Business Management, which they claim is university level and will cost every student who does it, it will cost them $10,000 to take this course. And and, and then they issue you a certificate, which is is just garbage because it's not recognized. The only people recognize it are brethren businesses. I wish brethren people would understand this simple concept
1: that just because someone is rich doesn't mean that they're smart. a good businessman does not necessarily mean a good economist, right? So think about this course being put together by a bunch of of rich guys. Sure, that sounds that sounds great, but none of them actually have any education, right? Like it's it, like uh, this is a made up course. They're they're just printing fake certificates. I mean, I can get one online too. Like,
0: yeah. you know? well, I mean, a lot of things come from Mister Hales too, right? They they. This is, there's somebody that we're going to bring on to our podcast. We're just um, lining things up and she's, she's got a lot to reveal in that where she witnessed these fake courses being taken and they're not real. They're just handed down from Bruce's regime and they're, they're made to feel real inside there. Right. But out here in the world that, yeah, they mean nothing. I guess it's just Bruce. I reiterate again, Bruce knows what he is doing. He knows what he is doing. He knows how his th- like his system isn't broken. It's literally working the way that he <laughs> needs it to, to keep yeah. this 55,000 people completely underneath his thumb. Um, I can tell you, Bruce, that by the amount of people that come into my inbox, you got some cracks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to sit down and talk to me about those cracks, I'm very open to it.
1: I I really hope he does come on the podcast. I've also got. (laughs) I did I tell you guys I did up a workout regime for for Mr. Bruce Hales. Oh, did you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, so Mr. Bruce, if you're listening, um, I want you to start with one push up and one sit up, and then get back to me, and we'll go on to the next workout.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Serious. We can't do a chin up because he wouldn't know which chin to go by, would he? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: Anyhow, um, changing topics here. One thing I did want to go over
1: because I was listening to the previous podcast is how um, they call people "mental" in the mm-hmm. in the brethren. They love to do that, right? They and that's just their dismissal. Someone's leaving the church, or someone you know wants to leave. It's, oh, they're mental. They're mental. So, to the brethren members listening, because I was called that a lot when I was uh in mm-hmm. there too my brother and my parents love to call me mental and turns out not just crazy um but the yeah, real like term that. there's no actual medical term for mental so the real mm-hmm. term that they're trying to say i think is psychosis and what it means it's kind of ironic because what it means is losing contact with reality so let's give an example maybe if somebody refused to stop believing in santa claus that would be losing contact with reality or believing in an eternal torture chamber, there you go. If you think I'm going to be going to an eternal <laughs> torture chamber, I'll let you know you might be psychotic.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very potent point, Lane. Thank you for that.
0: It is, it's, and it is, it is good. I mean, and I think, and when we, when you listen to I, Roz's Roz's podcast, was just incredible. She's such a, she's gosh, she's gone through so much. What a sweetheart. Mm. And I think. I think if you are being labeled with these these, um, words, maybe take that word mental and take what they're telling you and maybe realize that you're shaking off the chains of Bruce and that there is a very uncomfortable stage of shaking off those chains, because you're literally walking away from something that you've been indoctrinated to believe since you were born. And it is, it's not, I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. It isn't, especially for moms, especially for, um, especially if you had a lot of trauma growing up there, it's, It is this transition that you have to take and it is going to look messy, but maybe just reframe it in your mind that it is your brain literally losing reality of the chains that you had to be indoctrinated to believe that are false. It's not true. What Mm. Bruce Hales teaches is not
2: truth. Mm. And the trauma, the mental trauma you experience is the process of unpicking all those lies and mm -hmm. coming to terms with reality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, And I mean, and there's, we're going to bring Jill Mitten back on and go through some, I've been um, meaning to reach out to her again, because uh, I've had emails coming in about different therapies that have worked for different people, because there is, there is, I mean, therapy is for, for, for myself has been a game changer. It has been life-saving. I get many people messaging me, like asking what therapy that I did. And for me, it was, it's even from inside. I literally even had people from inside asking what therapy I've done. Um, and so that is going to be another podcast where we'll dive in and go through some of the different therapies that have worked for people who have left. The freedom is worth the chaos. That's all you have to know. If you need to write that somewhere, write that somewhere. The freedom is worth, worth the chaos. The chaos. Much, good. much, much. Like it's, you can't even. You can't even put into words the exhilarating feeling of waking up in a morning, knowing that you have not nobody to prove anything to, but yourself. Mm. So just remember the freedom is well worth the chaos that you have to go through. Yes. It hurts to leave the family. I mean, I've had conversations just this week with um, some people that are really struggling with losing family. It is hard, but if we take what we hurt from and use it as energy, use it as Power to motivate you to make the changes we need. That's what you have to learn how to do. That, yes, we grieve. Yes, we get angry. Yes, we have all these emotions that come up and these uncomfortable feelings that we have. Let them come up and use it as a form of fuel to be like, what can I do to make changes? Because that to me is what is going to free the people that we've left inside is by using your voice, using your power to utilize this change that has to happen
1: yep well yeah. said um uh, before we go i wanted to do a quick thing i want to give some book recommendations so I have two books i want to recommend to people that are readers one is on having no head by douglas harding and he was actually an ex-member of the plymouth brethren And he had this epiphany when he was walking through the mountains of India after leaving the Brethren. And it's a really interesting book. The second book is called Waking Up by Sam Harris. If you have Audible, I recommend you listen to it on that because Sam narrates his own book and he has this great speaking voice. Um, Yeah, I just found those books very helpful. And in Waking Up, he actually references Douglas Harding's book. So it's kind of cool. Interesting. Thank wow you.
0: okay we'll add links to those um i'm in the middle of diving into john Spinks's um book and oh yeah Good. i i'm excited to i want to reach out to him and see if he'll come on here yeah yeah he's it's an incredible that what's one, the and,
1: title what's the title of it let's call Cult it escape okay
0: Cult escape yeah and he actually has it he goes through on youtube um, and does like some chapter by chapter and, and reads parts of it. It's very interesting, but very, very unique individual. I mm. very captivating. Yeah. Cool. But, so that's it for our first stab at uh, one school global. We'll be back with more. Um, this is, this will be an ongoing conversation. Um, I'm hoping it inspires. Um, ex-teachers and ex-principals to kind of come forward. If you have to do it anonymous, that's fine. Uh, at proton.me is where you'll reach all of us. And um, we would love to have conversations with you. And it can be behind the scenes. And we just bring the information forward if that's how we have to start. Eventually, though, I really, really hope we find somebody who is um, ready and willing to come on and talk.
1: That's what I'm not just teachers. We take students too. like, Oh, absolutely. You got got crazy
0: stories. Absolutely. Even if you're inside, I mean, I get lots of emails from people inside. If you're a student inside, feel free to email me. Give me some of your crazy stories. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll put them on here. We have a job
3: for our listeners too, don't we?
0: Oh, yes, please, please, please. It's super, super important that you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe it, make sure you like it and comment underneath. And we also, some people are having a hard time finding the descriptions. We add a description every single time to every YouTube podcast. The description is just below the podcast, but just make sure you hit the subscribe, like, and then comment. It just helps this get to the masses easier. So, thank you very, very much, everyone, for joining us today. And we will be back for more XPBCC conversations. Much love to you all. Thank you. All right. To share your story
1: or be a guest on the show, email info.getalife at proton.me.